0: If you're a rock star, your job is to create and perform rock and roll music. If you're a comedian, your job is to create and perform stand-up comedy.
1: Ostensibly, the more you focus on that, the better the product. And rock stars and stand-up comedians are not the CEOs of their own businesses or brands, and they're definitely not the accountants of their own businesses or brands. They're in product development. That's it. And according to the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners, rounding to the nearest percent, zero percent of frauds are caught by people in product development. If you'd like to earn CPE credit for listening to this episode, visit earmarkcpe.com. Download the app, take a short quiz, and get your CPE certificate. Continuing education has never been so easy. And now, on to the episode.
0: This is Oh My Fraud, a true crime podcast where instead of taking your kid and demanding money, our criminals just take the money. I'm Caleb Newquist. And I'm Greg Kite. Oh, Greg, it's great to be back with you again. It is. Talking the Fraud. Yep. Uh I'm really just kind of stalling until I have to ask you to read a review.
1: So <laughs> do you well, just want to read the review? It is it's always wonderful uh seeing you too. Uh but <laughs> but absolutely. I'd love I love reading v- reviews because because they're getting better. This one made me so happy. Uh it's oh, a five good. star re- Yeah. It's a five star review that was left for us on Apple Podcasts. It says, "Quote I wrote this review just to see if it would get read at the top of an episode, and sure enough, it did. But seriously, I need 120 CPE credit hours to reactivate my license, and working through the backlog of Oh My Fraud episodes is making that process entertaining and educational in that order. And after reading that, I've got to ask you, did we just get back to the future they wrote the review in the past, but somehow they knew that they, that we would read it in the future. Is this is this person the the accounting Biff Tannen? What ju- what the fuck just happened?
0: I just think they knew how to set us up. We we got to give credit where credits due. They just like I know how to get read on this show. I'll just yeah, set them up. Yeah,
1: li- likely that's the case. Yeah, they they could they could they used they used our hubris uh, in an attempt to prove that the law of attraction is real. So either, either we got back to the future or we got Oprah Winfried, one of the two into reading that review. Yeah. Either way,
0: uh, I'm fine. So regardless, uh, we love getting reviews and whether you're trying to reinstate your license, which is no, no picnic, or you just want, if you know, you just want to hear a good fraud story, leave us a review on Apple, rate us on Spotify, uh, or earmark,
1: wherever you listen, uh, do that. For us, We would love it. Uh, We also want to let everybody know that we are more than just disembodied voices inside your podcast app. We take this show on the road. If your firm has an in-house training or your event needs a keynote presentation that is ridiculously fun and ridiculously informative, let us know because we got that. And don't worry, we're pros. We'll keep the language squeaky clean when we're in your house. I mean, we will do that unless you specifically say you want the swears. Then we will gladly oblige.
0: Yeah. If you're interested in hiring us for your event, send us an email at ohmyfraud at earmarkcpe.com to get pricing and availability. So, Greg, kite, changing subjects. I'd like to believe that most people can remember a point in their youth when a particular bit of music kind of clicked with them, maybe an artist, maybe a song. I was asking my wife about this and for her, it was, uh, Katie Lang,
1: constant craving. Um, (laughs) and, um, that's a, that's a cool answer. What is your wife trying to just, just make sure that everybody knows that she would be the coolest of the three of us. I mean, she, she loves Katie Lang and
0: we, we, we actually sidebar, the, we, we bought Katie Lang tickets because she was doing a tour uh, early in 2020. And, of course, we did not get to see Katie Lang ah, in early that's 2020. A, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not only music. You and I have talked about this before. But not only is it, is it music that I'm thinking of, but like also comedy. And so whether it's, it's a funny show, like a funny sitcom, or you remember stand-up comedy, a stand-up comedian that you first clicked with. Uh, I don't know. There's something magical about those um, occurrences in your youth. So I'm just curious about that for you,
1: Greg Kite. Well, let me start by tackling the stand-up comedy side of stuff because I sure I have a very I have a very clear memory of that. I was I was probably in fifth or sixth grade. I'd been I've been <clears> swimming <throat> competitively since I was eight years old. Uh, so I, we were on some trip somewhere to some bigger uh, uh, swim meet. And, and I, and we had, yeah, we had to travel there. I traveled with my, my best friend in swimming and we, and, and we just decided, I guess his parents decided we would camp wherever we were. I'm sure to save a buck on a hotel room. (laughs) So we were camping and he brought a little portable, uh, cassette tape player. This is, Mm -hmm. this was in the eighties and, and he, he, and he also brought a, he brought Eddie Murphy's debut album titled eddie murphy sure we listened to it in the tent on the the cassette player and i'm pretty sure he was not supposed to have this cassette and yeah how old were you uh, like like this like 11 probably 11 Mm. yeah and I mean, and depends
0: depends on the parents, right? It, some parents yeah. are like
1: it's fine, and some parents yeah. are like, absolutely not, right? And his, I think, I got the impression that it was a hot, it was a hot cassette, and that okay. it was like, hey, we just got to keep this, got to keep this cool, just keep the volume down. The and and here's the thing, I the the thing I remember from that cassette was Eddie Murphy's song called "Boogie in Your Butt." is what it was called right Uh, and and that it that i I was dying about about boogie in your butt and uh and and so i remember that i don't really remember the song so before we recorded knowing that we were going to talk about this actually listened to it on youtube and i was Mm -hmm. like that's not good (laughs) that's not good that's not (laughs) it's not particularly funny and it's not particularly good but at 11 it was comedy gold, of course. Is what it yes. was, and yeah,
0: and I was dead. Well, in this episode, uh, we are discussing one musician and one comedian, who we are. are, are well, uh, they were both in kind of our orbits of interests, and uh, I'm sorry to say, but they had some bad luck uh, yeah. w- with some fraud, and uh, we're going to get into those. Um, we're going to get into those stories. The celebrity, Courtney Love, singer-songwriter, actress, bad tweeter. Greg, uh, you were there for
1: grunge. Uh, you're the right age, right geography. Were you not? Yeah, yeah. I I was absolutely. Yeah. I, I I grew up in Seattle, so yeah. In the late '80s and early '90s, I Dude, was right there. That was yeah, the time. It was. It, it was. Yeah. It's it's weird knowing that my brother. So so I was a preppy church kid. My brother yep. was the rocker of the family. Okay, and, and it's it's weird and also awesome knowing that he he participated in the grunge movement. Not he's not a musician, but he's definitely a, a a big fan. So I I know he went to some like very in the spirit of grunge concerts of a lot of the the grunge bands as grunge was becoming a global phenomenon. Probably saw some good early shows. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So
0: since you were the preppy church kid, then were you aware of, did you have any kind of frame of reference when it came to Courtney Love?
1: Um, no, I did not. (laughs) I did not. Uh, yeah, I got, I got to say, uh, as a preppy church, you probably could have
0: used as a preppy church kid.
1: You probably could have used a Courtney Love in your life. That would have been an interesting, like, uh, well. That's that's the only like even today the only reference I have for Courtney Love is I know that she she was she had a role in the Woody Harrelson movie about the 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 biopic of Larry Flint the founder of Hustler yes so which I which I also think know is ironic that it's like I was a I was a preppy church kid so I didn't know anything about Courtney Love oh except for the movie about pornography (laughs) yes that's that's right that's uh, yeah
0: yeah yeah. No. So, um, I was, um, in the early nineties, I had not kind of transitioned from, you know, from the country to the, to the rock, uh, and, and the grunge alternative kind of weirdness that, you know, because while my friends were getting me into Metallica and guns and roses and stuff like the Nirvana and the Pearl jam and the Soundgarden that was very anti that stuff, like the hair oh, metal, you yeah, know, that yeah. late eighties, early nineties stuff. um so i kind of started discovering that in the more the mid 90s but around that time like i you know i i started listening to hole that was courtney love's first band and um and so i knew who she was and i liked her music and if you're not familiar with courtney love and i assume some people aren't um uh, she first came to prominence as the lead singer of this band hole which is an alternative rock band uh, it formed in 1989. They released, they released their first album in about 1991. And their breakout al- album was called Live Through This. And that was in 1994. And as a lot of people probably know, well, this is how a lot of people know who she is. But she's the widow of Kurt Cobain, right? who's the lead singer and guitarist of Nirvana, who died by suicide in 1994. Um, so, you know, that, that kind of puts her in the musical context. But you're right, Greg. She's, she's also an actress. Yeah, uh, she actually was nominated for an, uh, an Academy Award in nineteen ninety six for her performance in The People versus Larry Flint. Oh, okay. And, uh, oh, she, she was played... nominated.
1: I mean, it was a, it, I knew it was a very critically acclaimed movie, which was probably yes. the way that I talked Christian Greg into watching. <laughs> <laughs> yes, into yes, watching yes. it right. So, yeah, it's like, yeah. well, this is this is great it's, art. It's, so yeah, um, it's nominated the, for an Academy the Lord, Award. The Lord, the yeah.
0: Lord, the Lord has no judgment on art. So. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: No, of course not. Wow, that sounds like complete oof, bullshit. <laughs> oof. Well, you know, don't don't, don't get me started. <laughs> oh, Okay. Okay. Ooh. Oh, I'm fun. That
0: that's like a fun after show combo right there. Right. Right. Um. Anyway, in that movie, she played Althea Leisure. That was Larry Flint's fourth wife, which. Sounds like, like in real life, side.
1: not just for the movie. Althea right. Leisure. That sounds like, hey, we need, we need a, we need a name for the, the wife of a guy who owns a porn uh, empire. Empire. Oh, yeah. Althea, Althea Pleasure. Perfect. 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 Perfect.
0: Um, anyway, throughout the 2000s and the 2010s, she continued to record music and she continued to act. Uh, she also, co- this is kind of in the research, this was kind of a surprise to me, but she also co-created and co-wrote three volumes of, uh, I believe it's pronounced manga, uh, which is like a Japanese, is, is Japanese comics, Japanese, like graphic, yeah. uh, graphic, graphic novels. novels. Yeah. 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 Yep. yep. Uh, which are extremely popular. Yeah. Um, so she did some of that. Uh, she is like, she is a very create, she has had a very interesting, creative, uh prolific career as an artist and i i don't know it's 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 really fascinating when you kind of like step back from it all and and look at what she's been able to do as an artist it's pretty impressive unfortunately for her she has struggled with addiction for uh for many many years uh right first just she first got it
1: yeah be, being true to the to the grunge ethos
0: yes of course yes and that's when it started for her Uh, she first got addicted to heroin um, with Kurt Cobain in the early 90s. And she went into rehab in 2005 uh, and got sober in 2007. And she even said in a 2019 interview uh, that she had relapsed as recently as 2018. Oh, Um, as best as I can tell, she is sober today. But um, this is, you know, this is been part of her life and like if you listen to interviews with her you definitely she she has kind of this reputation as kind of a pugnacious kind of like volatile person and a loose cannon you might say Mm -hmm. and uh she's probably earned that and i i kind of get the sense that she understands that she has enough self-awareness that um she she would she would own that um but anyway and
1: again like i said i don't have courtney uh, courtney love isn't it, it, she she's not she doesn't hold a, a very large place in my understanding of pop culture at all but uh, uh, but uh, her reputation like you said is broad enough that I go oh yeah all that seems to track even for a guy who right f- with whom she's not she uh, who, for a guy who doesn't know hardly anything about her yeah right not
0: not too much frame of reference but but loose right.
1: canon yeah that's that seems to track yeah. what
0: is also interesting though is despite All of these kind of all this kind of this dynamic in her life as an artist and 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 tragedy you know losing losing a husband at a very young age she uh has done quite well for herself Kurt Cobain's his share of the revenue from those records and all the money that that band made in the early nineties that of course passed to her yeah um, along with the money that she made from all the stuff that she did so she had like a pretty from i don't i wasn't able to really pin down like the size of the fortune we'll get into some numbers in a bit but um she had a you know a sizable fortune uh, as a result of that
1: yeah you've got to think if if your husband was one of three members of the biggest band of the 90s arguably (laughs) right yes yeah you're you're probably doing okay yeah right and um
0: What's interesting about the Courtney love story, it's like, again, so this is a fraud story and her particular fraud story isn't so much a single event as it is kind of her whole career. And I don't mean that her art is a fraud. Her art is legitimate and kind of, you know, (laughs) and and interesting, interesting and, and critically acclaimed and whatever, whatever. Like she's, she has the, it, the, the art chops.
1: This but, isn't, this isn't a Milli Vanilli type fraud right. story. <laughs>
0: correct. Correct. But like she has been, she has been uh, exploited uh, throughout her career. And in December of 2021, uh, she published an essay in the Financial Times as a part, it, the, the the FT was doing this financial literacy and inclusion campaign and she wrote an essay for it right and um, it was pretty interesting it was a pretty yeah. interesting read and so i'm i'm well, quoting from that and and it I'm makes gonna, sense because yeah.
1: mo- most people who who aren't financially literate subscribe to the financial times so it seems like they're <laughs> going to make a big a big difference right so i'm going to i'm going to read from that essay and um
0: to to give you a sense of like where she was coming from uh, she writes My family has been the victim of every single financial crime there is. I don't want anybody to feel sorry for us, but some really horrible things have happened. We've had millions taken from us. It started a few years before Kurt's death in the early 90s and only got worse after he died. Recently, my manager and an attorney discovered five forged wills of mine, 67 bank accounts, 102 MasterCards and visas. There were Centurion cards with million dollar credit lines. I found one that was being used in two thousand and five by someone i had f- I had fired in nineteen ninety nine Basically, they stole every cent <laughs> and again, if you ever listen to her in an interview, like you know she can come off again like she's she's just a live wire, yeah, and so some of that might feel like hyperbole, but i I kind of don't think so like yeah, she was on. Late last year, actually, it was, it was, I think it was actually in 2022, she was on Mark Maron's podcast, his WTF podcast. And she talked uh, in broad strokes about how she had been betrayed repeatedly during her career in, in that conversation and including she gave up a portion of her share of Cobain's publishing rights. So it wasn't entirely clear whether actual fraud occurred like no one's ever been arrested. Oh yeah, you know there's been there's been countless lawsuits though, and a lot of that stuff has been settled out of court. But uh-huh. in in 2009, an attorney working for her claimed in a New York Post article that as much as like 530 million dollars, uh, quote, may have been looted by unscrupulous investors acting on the singer's behalf. So, like, she had people looking into this because it was, it was, it was so out of hand. Right. So even if you kind of listen to her and kind of don't take her seriously because she kind of feels, you know, uh, volatile or, or, or not together, there were definitely people that were, you know, she hired people to look into this into for her and, you know, uh, and you know, we're getting, we'll get into more of it, but it was clearly that she had been exploited because of you know the the kind of the vulnerability because of her addiction issues yeah. and you yeah, know, yeah, thinking yeah. about grief after her husband dying and things like that. and then and then this going on for like twenty
1: plus years or whatever it is. Um,
0: yeah. That sounds kind of exhausting. <laughs> it, it does hard, sound exhausting. Anyway.
1: Also, you know, and and whatever you think of Courtney Love, you also got to go really. You know, fleecing uh, a widows D- right? just historically doesn't have a good you know, juju, uh, right. that goes along with that whole, right. uh, line of work. Hey folks, Caleb Newquist here, co-host
0: of Oh My Fraud. If you're an advertiser or marketer who wants to reach an engaged audience of accounting and finance professionals, why not advertise on Oh My Fraud? Use our self-service ad platform to browse our inventory and book the slots that fit your marketing budget. From there, it will only be a matter of time before you hear us telling our listeners your company's story. Head over to ohmyfraud.com slash sponsor to get your campaign started. That's ohmyfraud.com slash sponsor. Later in that same uh, New York Post article, this attorney said, we have only been able to track down 30 million, but there is more. Um, There were accusations of real estate flipping. A lot of the money ended up in real estate and even accusations of money laundering uh, uh, through uh, bank accounts that were opened in her name and in Kurt Cobain's name and in their daughter's name. Um, And although no one was specifically named, the lawyer had, had, had accused... Quote former assistants, former managers, CPAs, lawyers, and a couple of banks. Nice. So because it was it was coming at them from 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 all
1: angles. It's, it's nice to know that CPAs were involved in the uh, in in <laughs> in the the fraud because you know we're we're only known as people's trusted business advisors. So right, yeah, th- that that helps uphold the brand. Indeed.
0: In 2011, so just kind of going back a little bit still. Um, Courtney Love was sued by this attorney who was representing her uh because this attorney claimed that her now former client, Courtney Love, had made libelous statements about her. Courtney Love countersued over a letter that that lawyer supposedly had wrote to her daughter, Frances, and there's this Hollywood reporter this Hollywood reporter article mentions that the lawsuit never actually materialized. So, in that case, Corney Love prevailed in court on that libel charge. And uh, if this all sounds like complicated and messy, that's because it is. Like this yeah, is right. <laughs> it was really one of those. It was it was it's kind of like if you go back to our previous celebrity episode about Billy Joel, the Billy Joel s- story, especially. Yeah. There's that story was a much older story than this one. And yet there were so many articles about that. It was really hard to like, like stitch it all together in a way that kind of like, so you could follow it. And so I hope you all appreciate this because it was not easy to kind of piece (laughs) things together from like, cause it's just like tabloid fodder, right? Like that's the thing about like when celebrities get ripped off. Yeah. Like it's just tabloid fodder, right? Right. People eat it up. And so, um, in any case, um, this, this, this was was, that's Caleb going. And I
1: work so hard for you, people. You yeah. don't understand the yeah. lengths I had to go to for this Courtney love story. <laughs> we we yes. appreciate you, everyone. I yeah. do. The listeners do. Right, right. Go go on Apple Podcasts and write Caleb a five star <laughs> review. Just because because how hard he works.
0: Thank you, Greg. You are welcome. Anyway.
1: So look, let's,
0: um, I, I I should be clear about this. She definitely, Courtney Love, definitely owns up to all of this. And so back in that FT essay that I quoted earlier, um, she wrote in a little bit later, she says, financial literacy is one of the most critical things an artist can have, but it seems scary. It's scary understanding my fault in all this and acknowledging my overspending. So that's the other thing too, is like she was making lifestyle choices, right? And so- a combination of like working with shady people and maybe being vulnerable because of addiction and grief and those kinds of things. Um, and then also, but spending money because some people really like to spend money. Um, and that's, that's part 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 of
1: financial literacy though, too is, Mm -hmm. is realizing you can't just spend all the money.
0: Yeah. Right. She later wrote about how Britney Spears, the Britney Steers conservatorship has been kind of covered to death. So I think most people know about that story, but, um, she said she was glad that Britney was able to finally get justice over her whole conservatorship thing. And she then she says, well, I hope, I hope my family's next. So it sounds like there's still things going on in their world. They're still trying to recover, uh, some of the money. And in that Marin podcast, she talks about her new manager. And so she's finally sounds like she's got somebody honest and, you know, has somebody that like is, managing her business interests um, well but it took a long time and it definitely cost her a lot of money to get to that place
1: the celebrity kevin hart comedian actor businessman ubiquitous pitch man with infinite hustle Kevin Hart uh, had the highest grossing comedy tour again in 2023. Did you know about that, Caleb? I did not know about that. Yeah, but I'm not surprised. Uh, He's been listed among the highest paid comedians since at least 2016. And according to my non-exhaustive research, he is currently the fourth richest comedian in the world. And the three ahead of him are people like he, he's behind like like uh, Jerry Seinfeld is mm-hmm. one of them where it's like, of course, everyone is. But he's also decades. Everybody's, everybody's behind Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, I think. But he's also <laughs> decades behind Jerry Seinfeld in terms yes, of his that's true. career. So you mm-hmm. go, yeah, you, you're probably not going to catch up with him. But also just to put that in context, he's ahead of Adam Sandler, who's also decades ahead of him. He's yep. ahead of David Letterman, who we all know is decades ahead of, of uh kevin hart and he's yep. he's ahead of eddie murphy so he's uh Ke- kevin hart w- you look at the top 10 list of richest comedians he's easily the youngest guy on that list uh here, here's an interesting thing is that during so during the writer strike that happened in 2023 i found i found that i had burned through all like like the writer's strike lasted five months and it felt like within five days I my DVR was drained and I needed to find new <laughs> things to watch. And wow. one of the things that I stumbled a, a, upon was on Peacock, Kevin Hart had a show called Heart to Heart, which uh-huh. was which was his uh it was his I mean, it's a talk show, but it wasn't really a talk show. It was. It was absolutely a podcast that some <laughs> that they had filmed and done some production values and had a set for, and gotcha. you couldn't listen to on 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 Pandora. You had to watch it on Peacock. That, uh-huh. but really, it was it was absolutely a podcast. But here's what I found fascinating about that because okay. so, so many podcasts with, with. I mean, a comedian interview because he just he interviewed people, and that was the whole thing. And yep. so often, like like I'm a big Pete Holmes fan. He has a podcast. His his conversation always revolves back around to religion and spirituality mm, and things like that. With okay. with Kevin Hart, what I noticed on Heart to Heart was that his conversations with huge huge celebrities like Jay Z was on there. He had um, uh, shoot, what's the what's the guy on Shark Tank who owned the Dallas Mavericks or still does. Cuban. Oh, Mark Cuban was on Mark there. Cuban, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and and with the and, and again, I I know those guys are known more for their business acumen, but even w- he had he had uh, Sweetie on there, the rapper Sweetie, and with every single one of them, he always wrapped the conversation back around to business, like what are you doing to get ahead? What have you found? What what have been the lessons you've learned about business? And so his podcast wasn't about you know jokes or your process for being creative or it was like let's talk about the business of being an entertainer and mm. i thought that that was fascinating because kevin hart obviously he's known for being a stand-up but the dude is a businessman and he's all about the business of entertainment uh he he and and uh he he is he is well known uh, as a comedian just for his hustle because he's one of those guys where it's like how many, I I, I think I Googled uh, how many projects is, is Kevin Hart working on right now? Yeah. And it was, and, and it was like a list of, of a, a half a dozen movies that are like in oh, the, yeah. that are in production right now. And that's just the, that's just the movie side of stuff. So he doesn't just have, and, and you know, and he's obviously he's still touring, he had the highest grossing comedy tour of 2023, like we just right. said. Um, but he also has been building and scaling just the business side. It's like the back end of stuff. He's been busting his ass and doing amazing things like that. Here, This is just a, a list of businesses that I found in an LA Times article from July of 2023. So this might not be the most current list, and it might not be an exhaustive list of the businesses that he owns. But first off, he owns a, a company called Heartbeat. That's his media enterprise, basically content creation. they have a lot of a lot of comedians that they're promoting through heartbeat. He's got a company called Vita Hustle, which was his nutritional supplements company uh, which is crazy because I kind of go. Ugh. That kind of makes me uneasy if someone's selling nutritional <laughs> supplements because I go, hey, uh,
0: if it's good enough for Alex
1: Jones, it's good enough it's, for yes, Kevin Hart. Exactly. Greg. That's why. That's why I don't feel good about it. Uh, and then he's got. Uh, he's got a company called Hart House, which is uh, his plant-based fast food restaurant chain i looked up that and th- it looks like right now there's exactly four of them that are open and they're all in the la area he also has a uh, grand uh coramino which is his tequila brand right before at between getting off of work today and right now when we're recording the podcast i did it crossed my mind to go to the liquor store to see if they sure. had grand Coromino just right. to have it and then i was like i don't got time for that so i didn't i didn't <laughs> And then, uh, okay. But then, lastly, and most most surprisingly to me, he's got another company that's called Heartbeat Ventures, which is his own venture capital firm. The dude, it, that to me, that that blows this whole thing apart. I, I, in terms of like knowing that there is a stand-up comedian that also has a venture capital firm, that's just beyond. So um, yeah, that's um, that's a, he's got a lot going on. Right, and and that's just his business. That's just his businesses. So uh, it, it's again. This is from that L.A. Times article. Uh, the, it says that the dude's got eighty employees, and he's got offices for his businesses in Atlanta and Hollywood in New York. New York. Now, uh, I don't. I think I think you and I are kind of on the same page with this. I I do not enjoy. I don't enjoy managing people, and I and it's difficult Uh, for me to delegate stuff. Is that yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I I mean, I hate it.
0: Yeah, I think for me it depends a little bit on the content in the context, but yeah, for the most part, I'm not. It's not something I like to do. Yeah, and and I I have enough trouble. I have enough trouble, Greg, managing myself. Okay, (laughs) what am I gonna? How am I gonna help somebody else? How?
1: See, and and mine is my
0: my main advantage is age. That is what I've got going for me, Greg. <laughs> is that I have fucked up, beat more than most people because I'm older than most people. I mean, right. maybe that's not technically true, but that's how it feels.
1: So you've learned more. Le- so, so let me let me interpret that. So you've learned more lessons. So you're like, I'm the guy who who learned through the hard way how to do this right, uh, more or less. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. that because that's uh, for me. I am. I don't. I hate del- even like I'm I'm doing I do remodel projects around my house all the time. I mm-hmm. really enjoy it. Yep. A- but I I don't I hate hiring people to do anything that I feel like I could possibly do. Like even demo- demolition work. I love doing demolition work and even though you think you can't mess up demo, uh, I'm totally also can. going You know what? Nobody's going to do it with the love that I put into it. <laughs> so I don't want to I, w- I want to do all that stuff my own self. So so I' so but but when we talk about business and you talk about uh, managing people and delegating stuff, the only way that you're going to be able to build a business to scale a business is if you're able to manage people if you're able to delegate stuff. so I know that my aversion to those things actually limits my earning potential and I get it it's a trade-off because I still don't don't want want to do that stuff but Uh, Kevin Hart, obviously, he's built and scaled businesses, and that has required him to hire lots of people. Like I said, he has at least 80 employees. Um, But by doing that, by building and scaling your business, it also opens you up to fraud. Because think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, If you have zero employees and you have zero partners, uh, you will never be the victim of embezzlement. No one... (laughs) one right true true because like because yes. like yeah. we, we talk we talk all the time about separation of duties but also there's the one exception where it's like there's there's no one but me every yes. cent in every cent that i'm dealing with is my money anyways so uh no one can it's it's kind of the uh the uh the dragon smog of the dragon uh his his business method where obviously You can have outsiders who come in and try to steal your gold, but nobody inside your corporation can because you do it all yourself. Yeah, you're the only one. So if you're a big celebrity, Uh, Just to be a celebrity above and beyond your tequila company or your venture capital firm, you have probably (laughs) got to have an entourage of people like an agent, like a manager. And I have no idea how an agent is different from a manager. And you probably have a publicist and likely you have a designer. And in Kevin's heart case, he also had a personal shopper. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) but but which seems seems hmm.
0: Seems crucial, maybe,
1: in, I, it, in the I world it, of Kevin Hart. It does. Again, if you've got six businesses plus, you, like we said at the beginning, you, if you've got six a, businesses,
0: you don't really have time to just like hop over to the Nordstrom. Right. And like, and, right. and like, and like peruse,
1: you know. I don't. I don't know how you have time for anything if you've yeah. got six businesses and you're always making Capital One commercials and comedy specials and movies. So is it Capital he, One? I thought it was
0: American Express.
1: Maybe it's American Express. Whatever, it's a credit uh, card. Yeah, it's one of them. So, uh, so yeah. Whatever so he, cr-
0: it's whatever, whichever credit
1: card he's using the most. That's the one he's sponsoring. <laughs> I'm. I'm sure you're <laughs> absolutely right. Uh, so yeah, like so he obviously had need for a personal shopper, and in 2015, I don't think this was his pers- his first personal shopper. But yep. in 2015, Kevin Hart uh, began his relationship with a man named Dylan Jason Sire. Uh, okay. Sire was hired by Kevin Hart to obtain several garments, and I gotta say, going back to that Peacock show, the Heart to Heart show, uh-huh. uh, Kevin Hart spiffy dresser like oh, okay. he he's his his sweater game it was <laughs> was tip top man i like honestly watching that this summer i i have purposely i bought a bunch of sweaters going into winter going wow this is going to be this is going to be the winter of of crew neck sweaters uh for for greg kite and that was inspired by kevin hart i was not able to find any sweaters that were nearly as cool as kevin hart's sweaters so well i have but, to imagine i have to imagine these are uh you know the uh these
0: these are the these are the four figure sweaters perhaps right that i don't yeah.
1: think i don't think any of his personal shoppers were shopping at kohl's the way that greg kite uh did uh i have a personal shopper uh but it's oh? me it's me. oh yeah, very good yeah uh, so here's here's a quote going back to to Dylan Jason Sire his his buyer. This was a quote from the Queens County DA's office. One of their press releases. It says uh, Sire first became acquainted with the actor comedian in 2015 through his personal shopping business, Sire Consulting LLC, through which he was. Con- Contracted to obtain several items for the actor through that connection, the defendant acquired Mister Hart's various credit card numbers with the understanding that they would only make authorized purchases. Instead, he allegedly made over one million dollars worth of unauthorized unauthorized charges on those credit cards over the course of nineteen months. So, hmm. I, very boring fraud. If, if if you're asking me, uh, yeah, I mean, he just. Uh
0: you know, he yeah he,
1: he used a legitimate he used a
0: legitimate credit card to make legitimate pur- pur- uh, purchases yeah but he just kept the shit right.
1: Well, well, yeah, but a million
0: dollars worth of shit.
1: Yes, I might add. (laughs) So, yeah, he was the personal shopper for a super rich guy. So he got the super rich guy's credit card so that he could do his job, which is shopping. And while he was shopping for the client, he also went shopping for himself. That's the fraud. That's right. That's that's the whole damn thing. And uh, and and I know I love this part of every fraud we look at. Here are some of the more expensive and the weirder things that he bought slash stole. Um, I can't wait he he bought uh, five uh patek Philippe watches which Patek. patek? yeah, that's what I'm sure I said. it's paddock paddock Philippe watches uh i I googled them just to see what they looked like and uh, and and just on the the Google search that I found out there's a one watch worth eight and a half million dollars. So yeah, this they're guy, very they're very nice, very very nice. He didn't steal the eight and a half million dollar <laughs> one because Aww. he only See, he only stole. Even, he's not even in. He's not even doing it right. He was or or he, he was what, a, what kind of personal shopper can't get the most expensive watch? <laughs> right, but he but listen, he had five yeah. of them, and his and his so, whole yeah. thing didn't even come up to to well it came up to like 1.25 million was about the the total that he stole Pretty um good. he bought he bought a sam friedman uh painting which was okay. so funny because i was like wait a second wasn't sam friedman the guy who ran ftx and then i was like no that's that's sam bankman <laughs> Fried. so it was close di- different guy uh close but uh yeah but and I and I looked up some of his some very nice abstract uh-huh. art. He had here's he he bought a couple of Louis Vuitton bags, which I go, ha, that seems like a hack purchase so, to me. Fucking basic. So 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 basic. But then fucking basic. He bought he bought 16 bare brick collectible dolls. Okay, now, five. now I'm impressed because uh, I don't yeah, even know what d- the fuck those are. I didn't like, either. I had, I had no to look idea what those are. I had to look. And, and then he bought. <laughs> he also bought five Kaws, K-A-W-S, five Kaws collectible dolls as okay. well. Looked them both up. I yep. kind of get it. They're sort of these artsy. They, they look. It's more like you're not buying a doll. You're buying art. And there <laughs> is sort of this. I mean, for it's still dolls. I, I don't know how much street cred you can have with dolls, but if you're going to have street cred with dolls, I'm going to say Bearbrick brick and cause <laughs> are probably the ones that are going to do it. So <laughs> he, look, look, them up look them up. I will put a link. We'll put Maybe a link in the show. Maybe show notes I will. Maybe I'll and, look and you up. can look at, and you'll agree with me. It's like, okay, it, it says dolls. It's not like Barbies. It's not like, it's are they not not like, like? Are they like those Russian
0: nesting dolls? No, or something? no, no. They're, Except they're made out of like doubloons and no, like they're, fucking okay, they're weird. And stuff.
1: They're weird. Do you, uh, do they, it's like if I don't know. Do you know who Modest Mouse is? Sure. And they have that head with the mouse head with little X yes. eyes. It's yeah. Like the these dolls remind me of like Modest Mouse. So go <sighs> just Google them. You'll get it. Just pause the pause the fucking podcast and Google. Bearbrick and cause dolls and then get back here and it'll make better sense. But anyways, here's what this Dylan, uh, Jason Sire guy does is he's, he, he buys over a million dollars worth of stuff on Kevin Hart's, uh, credit cards. And he, he, he shows them all off on his Instagram page. Just brilliant. Just the, that's how, that's really how you, you do, you do fraud <laughs> is you steal the stuff and then show it off on social media. So that's yeah. that's that that's arguably how the dude got caught and when he when they did arrest him <laughs> they they searched his home and they seized uh $250,000 uh, worth of assets uh, which i hope was really two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of exclusively weird dolls yeah. just i want to see fbi agents with boxes of dolls hauling yeah. them to their veins i want
0: to see fbi i want to actually want to see fbi agents like backing slowly out of the room because they're so freaked out over right these yeah okay weird ass dolls. this is what
1: this is what he did uh maybe maybe we should have
0: we actually can't place you under arrest. We, maybe, we we're so maybe we should. Maybe we should have worn out.
1: our. We should have worn our bulletproof vests. Uh, here, here's another quote from the the Queens County DA's office. Uh, it says, regardless of whether you're a celebrity or not, anyone can fall victim to this kind of fraud, which is wrong. Not everyone <laughs> can. Only people who hire personal shoppers can be. Uh, victims of this kind of fraud. But regardless, she went on to say, it is paramount to keep track of your expenses, check your credit card reports, and diligently keep your financial information to yourself. And I will tell you, that bugs the hell out of me that they would say that because uh, if everyone... If everyone kept track of their expenses, then yeah, this, this it's, and it's not that this wouldn't happen. It's just that it would get detected more quickly if everyone did that. But like we said before, if you're scaling your business, you have to delegate things things like tracking your expenses. And if Kevin Hart was tracking his expenses, that's all he would do all day every day is track his goddamn expenses. He wouldn't have time to do a show or to exercise or to venture his capital. He would just be a very, very busy accounts payable clerk.
0: So Greg... Uh, did we learn anything?
1: We we did. I did. Uh, okay. W- one of the things, as much as I, as much as I hate this, uh-huh. uh, it, it's true. You can't be in business without exposing yourself to the risk of being a victim of fraud. And the reason why I I hate that is it. And I and I know we've we've touched on this in prior episodes. It's it's like the retail stores. Where they just they basically they almost have an expense item in their budget that says we know that shoplifters will steal this much of what we 've got in our store, so yep. we 've just got to make sure we price appropriately to cover that as a just as a like i said it's just a, it's a it 's a cost of doing business, and I think that anyone and and Kevin Hart is a great example of this. Courtney Love is even a bigger example of this where it 's like you, i mean I, I think with Courtney Love she like you kept pointing out she was an easy target because mm-hmm. if she's stoned all the time it's probably yep. pretty easy to take her stuff uh yeah but, she's not paying but, attention but
0: but she by, also by had, her own by her own admission she's like um i'm spending i'm spending lots of money yeah and i trusted people to do stuff and right so and that's, I wasn't paying attention
1: and that's the thing you've got to trust people to do yep. stuff for you when you're in business And, and right there, that means that you are exposing yourself to the, to, to the risk of becoming a a victim of fraud, because anytime you trust somebody to do something, they could violate your trust and they could take that. So, but, but also I, we have to realize, and this is something I got to talk myself through is that it's the whole risk reward thing that you, you, you got to take that risk to be in business. And, and like, like we said before, I, I, I don't take, I, well, I don't like delegating I don't like managing people. And so because of that, I, I understand that I'm limiting my earning potential because I'm not, I, I'm mostly I don't like doing that kind of work, but also there's not that risk that I'm taking by doing it. So mm-hmm. I think that has to be said. But the the big lesson that I think really comes from both of these, uh, the, these celebrities is just, and it's, it's financial literacy, but it's also, making sure that you're taking responsibility for the financial side of the business uh, and and this really the, I mean the the whole thing the quote that you read one of the quotes you read about Courtney Love really brought it home is it's like she because wh- what 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 did the quote say it was like my attorney found five fake wills and sixty yes. something credit cards and this yes. many bank accounts and all of this kind of stuff and I go it sounds like your attorney just pulled your credit report. <laughs> uh, I don't think they did like, it wasn't a big, like private Deep investigator gumshoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they just pulled your credit report says, do you have 5,000 credit cards that you're actively using? Miss <laughs> yeah. m- miss love. And she's like, Nope, I've got three. And it's like, cool. Let's maybe close some of these bitches down. Yeah. And that's that. Uh, so whoever you are. And I don't, I don't care if this is just, if you know, listener get your credit get your credit report the actual one from the credit bureaus you get a free one every year um i get i get right do you have do you have any of those credit cards that give you like updates for your credit score like if it changes i do yep. i do too like mm-hmm. my, mm-hmm. my costco visa card through you Citibank bet. does yep. that um but but that's not that's not going to help you because if you've never gotten your actual have you ever gotten your actual credit report from yeah, the, it's- from the bureaus
0: I have, um, but I, uh, admit that it's been a while,
1: right? It's those, but those services
0: also do good. Uh, they do a good job of monitoring your activity. So if something like a new account is opened, Mm -hmm. uh, they notify you, they're like, or it's something that shows up. And so, um, for what it's worth, um, you know, unless you really want to see it for yourself, the activity is 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 pretty well monitored through other means.
1: And see, don't kick my legs out from underneath me, Caleb Newquist. Sorry about that. You gotta get the actual friggin' report. <laughs> because no, because because what's yeah. awesome about that is when you go through if you go through the entire report, if yep. it, you will see stuff. Cause like what I bought this was seven years ago. I bought a sleep number bed from the sleep number store. And I think they had some 0% financing or something like that. So I was like coolest. And I paid it off though. Still in like a couple of months. Uh, but on my credit, but, you know, and on the credit report, it doesn't come through as sleep number bed. It comes through as whatever the holding company is. Whatever the is. bank is. Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. But it's but it's a, a worthwhile exercise to go through them. and go, I don't recognize this. What is it? Tie it back and go, oh, okay, sleep number bed. Got right. it. That makes sense. That's taken care of. That's closed down. If you yep. do that, and it doesn't have to be all the time, the more often you do it, the better. And this stuff, but again, with these frauds that we're talking about, Courtney Love probably would have saved millions of dollars had oh, yeah. she or a trusted person done that for her on a regular yep. basis. So yep. it's, it's easy and it takes care of it. Um, also, I, and again, I know the, like the, the formula for getting a high credit score is weird, but mm-hmm. I'm a big, I, I'm a big proponent of closing, like consolidating your credit cards. If you've just accumulated a bunch of cards and you don't, you don't, you d- no you don't need them you you don't need a lot of cards right you maybe need two tops i have exactly one credit card that i use and that's it and i would say simplify everything to where it gets down to the minimum number of things that you need close everything else down it might like i said it might monkey with your credit score for a minute but not for long do that take care of that um a third, Another thing that I that I think of, and this is more on the Kevin Hart side with his personal shopper, is that mm-hmm. there are companies out there like Divi, which was recently purchased by Bill, and Bill used to be Bill.com, mm-hmm. uh, and now Divi's not Divi anymore. It's, Wait, Bill wasn't William? I am, it, I'm, I'm so confused. No, it wasn't. Bill Bill oh. is short for Bill.com. Oh. Not for William.com. and. Oh now divvy not divvy divvy is now bill spend and expense which is a horrible name and i'm but i'm not trying that's to the name of a business that's the name of a business that's the name of divvy now and divvy is a it's like a, a it's a business spend uh solution so basically with divvy I'm just gonna call it Divi. I've I've done some work for them back when they were Divi. They, they had full a thing. disclosure, ladies and gentlemen. For, full they, disclosure. They, oh well, full disclosure too. I tried to contact them to say, hey, you should sponsor this episode, ah. and, and they and and they 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 blackballed me. Well, they didn't blackball me. They just I, I probably they probably had a full day of work and didn't look at have time <laughs> to respond to my email. But regardless, <laughs> they should have sponsored this episode. No because matter. They they could have told you everything to do, but it's not because it's not just, it's not just like, hey, we need a credit limit on this for this personal, for this card. But it's right. also like you can, you can, uh, you, you have, it's like real time reporting that you can see of all of the cards that you have out there, what they're spending it on, how much they're spending. So you, so the, in theory, even if you've got a bunch of people spending it there's one place you go to and you go, you can look through there and see if anything seems huge, seems excessive, seems like a weird place for people to buy stuff. So there's ways that you can track it. So there's products like that that are out there. There's also a very interesting thing about virtual credit cards that you just use one mm-hmm. time. Are you familiar with these? I don't believe I am. It's amazing because it's 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 like you you have a credit card number that's good for one specific transaction and that's it. So that then if the if if you get that number out there and it's and anyone tries to use it a second time, it'll huh. be automatically declined. So there's a lot of stuff that's like real, that. That's some real uh, like beautiful mind shit right there. It's Greg. it's it's pretty interesting and it makes a lot of sense because of how many times like you you get it. Well, like for instance. When I had to sign up, when we did the Claudia Viles, the very, very, very mm-hmm. nice lady who yeah, did yeah. some fraud episode, yes. I, I had to, for, I had to like pay twenty five cents or something like this for a four month subscription to the Outer Reaches Main Journal or something like this to get access to the fabulous. To the, to the, and it was one of those things where it was like 25 cents for four months. And then after that, it's $100 a day. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it, was it was something, but I was like, I yeah. wish I had one of these virtual cards so I could pay my 25 cents and then not have to worry about going back and canceling it the card just won't work when they try to use it again so right. there's there's good things like that but also it helps a lot when you're dealing with people like a vendor that you have to give a card to to go and do some shopping because then they can only do that shopping and then the card's gone so there's stuff like that you can look into technology can help you with a lot of fraud stuff and hey companies that have stuff like that we have slots that you can buy on oh my fraud to get the word out
0: All right. That's it for this episode. And remember,
1: just because you can read the words in God we trust on a $20 bill, that doesn't make you financially illiterate. And also remember, there's no way your personal shopper can steal with you if you never hire a personal shopper.
0: If you want to drop us a line, send us an email at ohmyfraud at earmarkcpe.com. Greg Kite, where are
1: you on the internet? Uh, you can uh, You can reach me on LinkedIn. Let's do that one. Okay. Uh, I, I'm Greg Kite CPA on LinkedIn. I think it's just uh LinkedIn.com slash Greg Kite, and you can find me. What about you, Caleb? Where can people get a hold of you? Yeah, sure. LinkedIn, Caleb Newquist. First name, last name. Oh my fraud is written by Caleb Newquist and myself. Our producer is Zach Frank rate review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts if you listen on earmark you can earn free cpe credit too or alternatively if you buy a subscription to earmark you can get all your cpe so easy so fast that's what i do i highly recommend it be like greg everybody do it and join us next time for more avarice swindlers and scams from stories that will make you say oh my fraud oh my fraud